0: hey there shades it's been a little while i want to thank you guys for being so patient while we work hard on the show today's sponsoring show is a big help for us in that regard and i think you're really gonna love it here's what i can tell you about it derelict begins with its first season fathom in which an ancient artifact resembling a giant door has been found at the bottom of earth's ocean to study it the galaxy's most powerful corporation has built a massive secret laboratory base surrounding it their objective, unlock the secrets of the artifact, and discover what it holds inside. But some mysteries should remain buried, and some doors should never be opened. Derelict's first season received thousands of five-star reviews, dang jealous, from listeners, and over a million downloads. Fans of the movies Alien, 2001 A Space Odyssey, the works of H.P. Lovecraft, and games like Dead Space and Bioshock will love this podcast, too. Marathon the first season, and then tune into the current season, which is releasing now. I listened to the first two episodes, and I found it absolutely gripping. Honestly, I was surprised because the whole oceanic horror setting is really not for me. It freaks me out too much, but I guess more credit to Derelict for making it that good. You can find and listen to Derelict, that's D-E-R-E-L-I-C-T, anywhere you listen to podcasts or by clicking the link in the episode notes. Our thanks to Derelict for their support.
1: They say that, in the dark, the eyes begin to see, and in the silence, we begin to listen. Believe me, nowhere is it darker or quieter than in this place, the bottom of the ocean, 19,000 feet down. That's why I came here, after all, isn't it? Why I buried myself, the furthest away I could possibly get, but loss is an insidious thing. Whatever we try to escape, we inevitably bring with us, even to the darkest, quietest places. Dark. We have no choice but to listen.
2: (gasps) (gasps) Jesus, (sighs)
3: Doctor (sighs) Groff? Yes. Are you okay? Fine. Your heart rate is quite elevated, your blood oxygen levels are- I'm fine,
1: Clayton. Thank you. Dreams again? (sighs) Is that a crime?
3: Would you like a sedative? It can really help you sleep. No. Eva, according to the biologs, you haven't slept a regular cycle in more than a month.
1: How many times do I have to say I'm fine?
3: Logs don't lie, Eva.
1: And they don't tell the whole story, either, Sarah. What's up with the repairs?
3: Well, you'd have to ask Freeman for the whole picture. But last I heard, it was going well. They have most of the supports for Fathom West patched, working on North now. I know why you're asking. I haven't heard if the access to relays back up or not.
1: Hopefully not much longer.
3: (laughs) Couple of weird things, though. What? Well, they finally got the mainframe open. With Mac acting the way he's been, everyone felt there must have been some damage to his systems from the explosion. Flooding or something. There wasn't? Not any that Emerson could find. No water present in the room, mainframe itself is undamaged. They're going over it now, though.
1: Well, no one knows Mac like Emerson.
3: That's the other thing. No one knows where Emerson is.
1: What do you mean? No one knows.
3: Max personnel tracking is down now, and no one can raise her on Combs. She may be outside, checking the capsule's exterior. <sighs> With all the eddy activity though.
1: Well, people don't just disappear, especially down here, and Emerson's sort of aloof. Anyway. She'll show up at lunch. Sarah, I need to get up now.
2: No, I still think sedatives.
1: Thank you. Doctor. <sighs>
2: Good morning, Dr. Graff.
1: Good morning, Mac. I was just talking about you. I heard Emerson is poking around in your brain.
4: Miss Emerson is attempting to determine the cause of my minor malfunctions. My own diagnostics continue to show no errors or latency.
1: Well, something's up. Yesterday you told me it was snowing in Chicago. In June.
4: It is puzzling. I was extensively stress tested before being approved for deployment, An explosion such as the one Fathom base experienced last week should not have caused any permanent damage. Will you be returning to sleep, Dr. Graff?
1: No. No, I don't think so.
4: I'll prepare your coffee. You have two new voicemails if you would like them.
1: Uh, Who's the first from?
4: The first voicemail is from your wife, Dr. Graff.
1: She's not my... Play it. Please, Mac.
4: Plain message from Angela Graf. Timestamp June
2: 17th, 11.45 p.m.
3: Hi. Don't know why I do this. You never respond. It's like talking to a ghost. Or sending messages to a ghost, or... Christ, Eva, we haven't spoken in two months. I at least expected something yesterday. Yesterday of all days. You know, you act like you're the only one who feels anything. Or, I don't know, like, you're the only one who has a right to feel anything. It's really selfish, you know that? It's really... I just expected something, It's all. Listen... I'm not gonna send these anymore, Eva. I... I took a commission off World. Colony assignment. It's not with the corporation. You don't have to worry about that. It's my own thing. It's what I've wanted to do for a long time. You know what? I just... I waited as long as I could, I guess. But I can see you're not coming back. I don't understand it. I don't know why we couldn't be there for each other, go through this together, I don't... I miss her too. Maybe even just as much as you. I'm sorry. For that, I'm sorry I called you selfish too, I... I'm just sorry. I'm sorry every way I can be sorry. I love you, Eva. Always.
4: Would you like to respond to the message Dr.
2: Graf? Would you like to respond to the message? Delete Doctor? it. Or are you certain, Dr. Graf?
1: Delete it.
4: Message deleted. Would you like to hear your second voice?
5: Eva, I need you to wake up and get over to hydroponics.
1: Good morning to you too, Joe.
5: Is it ISD's here wants to meet with us?
1: Already? I thought his sub wasn't scheduled until tomorrow night.
5: Yeah, well, I guess he decided to accelerate the schedule. I don't think it's a good sign. Do you?
1: <sighs> Can it wait? I'm... I'm just not it's in It's
5: internal good... security, Eva. No, it can't wait. I'd like to know what you plan to say, though.
1: Yeah, well, I bet you would.
5: Eva, I swear to God, if you try to pin this Fathom on me... Fathom
1: is your base, isn't it, Joe? You are the commander.
5: Edgar's with science team, not command.
1: And it was your security protocols he overrode. Your explosives he stole.
5: Look, there's plenty of blame to go around. That's how they're gonna look at it. I just think, I just think we put our heads together on this, we can come out of this with our jobs still intact. Oh God,
1: Joe. Neither of us tried to blow up the damn base, did we? The only one on the chopping block is Edgar's. MD's put way too much money into this travesty to pull either of us out now.
5: Really? Then why are they ordering what's left of the science team back to the surface?
1: What? Wait! What? They—they they can't do that. We're—we're we're already a skeleton crew. I have half the people I need to complete this. Or they can't do out. that,
5: and they did. Not essentials too. Indefinitely. We started mothballing rovers and dive suits last night. And analytics just left out a sub fifteen minutes ago. Where have you been, Joe, That.
1: That doesn't make any sense. There, there has to be an explanation. There, there,
5: yeah, there's an explanation. You've been down here 11 months, and that thing out there is no closer to being open than the day it was found. Add to that, you got people on your team running around trying to blow up the place—a place that, yes, they have sunk a lot of money into. What do you think was going to happen, Eva? What do you think they were going to do? I,
1: I, okay, I don't know what to. Uh, you, I'll fix this. I'll fix it.
5: I'm holding my breath, Dr. Graf. Hydroponics, ASAP. Shit.
2: Shit. Shit. Shit.
1: Get a grip. Get a grip. Get a grip. Undelete that last message, please.
4: Message from Angela Graff restored. Have I already asked if you would like coffee this morning, Dr. Graff?
1: Yes, Mac, you have.
4: Apologies, Dr. Graff. I don't seem quite myself, do
1: I? a lot together haven't we
4: we have worked together for quite some time yes dr Graf.
1: you were designed for this project
4: not entirely i believe my story and in virtual intelligence development was already in the process of planning for a new vi model but the discovery of the fathom artifact accelerated
1: the development process exactly if we never would have found the vault you and I would never have met.
4: I suppose that is true, Dr. Graff.
1: (laughs) A computer. And you are the closest thing I have to a friend down here.
4: I appreciate the sentiment, Dr. Graff. I enjoy our interactions
1: a great deal. You ever wonder why things work out the way they do, Mac? you ever look back at your life and see all the turning points? Just one turning point, even. One moment that sets you on a totally different course. Like a train that takes the wrong track. You're locked in then. There's no going back.
4: are beyond my programming.
1: Lucky you, Mac. Lucky you. There she is. Here I am.
5: Eva, this is Agent Blaine, ISD.
6: Dr. Graf?
1: Eva's fine.
6: Eva? Appreciate you coming. Know it's early. Know you weren't expecting me until tomorrow.
1: It's your world, Agent Blaine. We just live in it. See, you've already been talking with Commander Freeman?
6: I wanted to talk to you separately, if that's okay.
1: You're ISD. I want to cooperate in any way I can.
6: I appreciate that. I know you've had a rough time of it. Freeman was just going over the status of the base repairs. Yeah. Northern Platform got hit the worst.
5: Three capsules breached and flooded. But the supports on west and north were damaged. Dodge has planted explosives up and down both. And 11 people were killed.
6: Am I right about that?
1: Yeah. That's right.
6: You guys will have to keep forgiving me. There's a lot down here I don't understand yet. You're rushing the support repairs because of underwater storms?
1: Eddies, It's the technical term. Big pockets of moving water that break off from the boundary current nearby. It it happens frequently here. It's one of the reasons working outside is so dangerous.
5: What kind of currents are we talking about? Intense when they surge 40 to 50 knots, and 40 to 50 knots of hundreds of tons of water. Got it. Mac has a model for forecasting them. Right now, the forecast says no eddies for three days, which is the window we're going with. We should have the supports repaired and braced by then.
6: I see. What door is this, the one you're working on here? Hydroponics. These doors
5: came down when the explosion happened and got a wedge when the capsule shifted. Every room on Fathom is basically its own separate building. We call them capsules. Every entry point into a new capsule has emergency pressure doors that come down in the event of a hole breach to seal them. Max says the caps on the other side isn't flooded, but even so, it's probably a total loss. Crops
6: don't do well without irrigation. Is it possible the damage was more isolated to the northern platform intentionally?
1: If, if Dr. Edgars wanted to target one platform over another, I think he'd focus on West. The, the reactor's there. That's where you'd do the most
6: damage. I'd say he did enough damage regardless. The labs are on this platform, though. All your research. So is your VI's mainframe. From what I hear, it's been acting erratic. Yeah, that's true. VI's been acting strange ever since. Emerson's
5: trying to figure it out now. Strange how? Simple things. uh, Waking teams up at the wrong times, forgetting who people are, shutting lights off in the middle of lunch, stuff like that.
6: But his main functions?
1: He hasn't missed a beat as far as the project goes, and he designed the repair procedure for the platform supports on West and North. you ask
6: me, I think
5: it should be shut down. Turning off the lights is one thing. Depressurizing the base is another. Mac wouldn't do that. What Dr. Graff means to say is Mac's programming wouldn't allow it to do that. But she thinks of Mac as a person. I see it as a tool. And
6: tools can malfunction.
1: You think, what, Edgars was targeting Mac? I
6: don't know. But Dr. Edgars was a smart guy. Triple PhD, Band 11, Nobel Prize winning engineer with almost 100 patents. So? just doesn't sound like a guy to me that does anything randomly. I'd like to speak to the VI engineer, if I could. So would I.
5: But Emerson's been offline all morning. Offline? Can't raise her on comms, and Matt can't pinpoint her location. Then again, he can't pinpoint anyone's location right now. I guess... Everyone hold on to something! What happened? Breach to the other side of the door.
1: Mac, reseal the pressure doors. We should have done that already. Mac,
4: attention, please stay clear. Sealing oh. hydroponics pressure doors in three, two, one.
5: Mac, what happened? It
4: appears the hydroponics capsule suffered a whole breach and was flooded. When the pressure doors were first opened, the water on the you other side. You said
5: it of wasn't the- breached. You said it was pressurized.
4: I am confused by this chain of events. I see in my communication logs that did state that hydroponics was pressurized and free of water. I cannot explain this disruption. I want it shut down. I got men hurt.
5: We're lucky we ought not just drown to death. I want it shut down.
1: You can't shut it down, Joe. It's a $100 million dollar asset. We can do an alpha level reboot if we need to, but
2: Emerson if is AWOL If we need to, and- it
4: almost killed us. Everyone relax. Everyone take a breath. Don't tell me to take a breath. Freeman! Take a breath.
5: Fine. Sure. But shut it down. Shut it down, or I will. I mean it.
2: Uh,
1: what does that mean, Joe? We've already had enough sabotage, don't you think, Joe? God damn
6: it. You okay?
1: Yeah, I'm fine. I just. Welcome to Fathom.
6: Tensions are high, nothing I didn't expect.
1: You wouldn't shut him down, right? You wouldn't shut down Mac?
6: No. No, you're right. Shutting down a VI is essentially terminating, not to mention hitting the weak button and all the stored research. It's a very expensive asset, like a corporation.
1: I couldn't afford that loss. Not now, not after the explosion. We're already short-staffed as
6: it is. I am going to limit Mac's access to critical systems, though. I keep him online, just reined in.
1: But not for the project, right? I'd have him for that? For research?
6: All critical systems. Just for the moment.
1: That's going to limit my research ability. I'm aware. No, I don't think you are. I need Mac for signal analysis, for calculations on the equation, not to mention- Dr. Graff,
6: you're not going to be doing any research in the immediate future. I'm ordering relay shut down even if the connection's restored.
1: You can't do that. You already pulled the rest of my team, now you're taking Mac and the Relay? Let's
6: talk somewhere else.
1: Let's talk now. I need Mac, I Let's need- Let's talk
6: somewhere else, Dr. Graf.
1: Fine. There's a meeting room in Lab 3.
6: I was thinking... Observation.
1: You wanna see it? I wanna see it. <laughs> like I said... It's your world. Follow me, Agent Blaine.
6: That is a lot of windows.
1: 180 degree view of the whole sordid affair
6: we're looking outside into the water we are feels darker than space
1: it actually is in space you get starlight not much but it still counts lumens down here there's nothing
6: and what it's straight out there
1: about 600 yards Usually there is some kind of illumination around it. Subs, rovers, divers, but since the explosions, that's all stopped. Sometimes I think I can almost see it better with the lights off. Like it's darker than everything else.
6: I don't see anything. Just black.
1: Mac? I'm here, Dr. Graf. Will you hit the vault lights for me?
2: Full spread, Dr. Graff.
1: Yes, please.
6: Now that is something. Yes. Yes, it is. The size... I... I didn't expect...
1: 2,000 feet in diameter. Carbon dating? Seven million years old.
6: Seven million? That's unbelievable. The first proof of extraterrestrial life, and we find it at the bottom of the ocean.
1: Life is too ironic to fully understand. takes noise to appreciate silence, and absence to value presence. You scientists,
6: you all love Voltaire, don't you? (laughs) forgot a part, though. It takes sadness to understand what happiness is.
1: I don't believe that part.
6: Correct my math, like I said, still coming up to speed on this. 11 years ago, an energy company comes down here looking for a geothermal reactor site. They unearthed that instead. Buried 19,000 feet down. And we think... it's a door?
1: We know it is. Substropic filters show a space under it. A big space. Doors in your perfect circle, the laser scans tell us. Hinges on the northern side, huge ones, but no electronics, no visible hydraulics even, and no locking mechanism. That we can interact with, at least. There's no obvious way to open it at first.
6: Until you found the signal.
1: Right. Mac, play the vault signal.
6: Recording or live broadcast, Dr. Graf.
1: Live, please.
6: Wow, well, that's lively.
1: It's broadcasting and cycling at VLF. Very low frequency. And that's important because VLF waves are one of the few that travel well underwater. This one is at 11 kilohertz.
6: Travels, but not far, right? Right. About a quarter mile. So basically, down here, you'd have to be on top of it to find it?
1: I don't think it was meant to be found, except by someone who knew where to
6: look. Then why the signal at all?
1: I'm glad you asked. Mac, turn off the vault signal and put up the vault equation on all monitors.
6: That is a lot of numbers.
1: The signal isn't just noise, it's a carrier wave, modulated sinusoidal waveform. It's a bitch to decode, but in the end it's binary. Like any other carrier signal. The equation you're looking at is the sole piece of data on that wave. And the vault is broadcasting it over and over. Like a key. More like a hint to the key. Figure out the equation, you figure out how to open the vault. How? We believe that solving the equation will give us the frequency and the data packets to transmit back to the vault's reception device. We think that should initiate its opening procedure.
6: And how far along are you to solving it?
1: The equation, long as it is, isn't all that tough. It needs two variables to solve, and it solves with numbers in a rational integer pattern. We've tried a lot of them. We're into the seven digits now. Once we have a solution, we broadcast the answers in a frequency back to the receptor. We went through the VLF band pretty quick. That's why we built the relay next to the vault. Once we got out of VLF, the signals didn't travel very well down here. We needed a broadcasting source that was physically closer.
6: No reaction from the locking mechanism?
1: Well, not yet. We've theorized maybe the vault wasn't yet submerged when it was implanted and the water inhibits the reception, but our geologist confirms that it was underwater at the time of the construction. Not to mention, this signal is in VLF, like it was designed to go through water.
6: And I assume you've tried other ways to get in, besides the lock.
1: Freeman's team excavated around the entire perimeter, down to about 300 feet extra depth. They never found an end of the structure, so it's that deep, at least. Excavating beyond that at this depth... well... it gets hairy, quick. They lost two men just getting that far.
6: Explosives?
1: Whatever that alloy is, it's harder than plexi-steel. Diamond filament blades, laser cutters, nothing Freeman's boys tried even scratched it. And no, before you ask, the vault can't be pried open either. The lock can't be
6: forced. Why?
1: There's there's no seam, no gap between the door and the
6: container. Well, how's that even possible?
1: We don't know. Some unique aspect of the alloy, or, or maybe it's by design, an additional security measure. I guess, once the locking mechanism activates, somehow the entire thing... Unseals itself explosively with heat, plasma—I don't know. It's anyone's guess.
6: What do you think, Dr. Graf?
1: Well, um, can you be more specific?
6: About the artifact. What do you think it is? You're the project director. You gotta have a theory, you, if anyone. Why put a giant door on the bottom of the ocean? An ocean on a planet that, at the time, nothing intelligent lived on.
1: I don't know. All I know is it shouldn't be here. But it is.
6: Yeah. Just like us. All right.
1: I get why you're here, Agent Blaine. Do you now? An M.D. employee tries to blow up an M.D. facility... Doesn't care who he kills, doesn't care about the attention he draws. This is a black site, after all. Not the kind of headlines M.D. wants on the news.
6: There is that.
1: You're here to investigate. Sniff out any collaborators Edgars might have had. Assign blame.
6: I prefer the word... Responsibility.
1: (sighs) Whatever the word, the problem I have with it is, you don't seem to know very much about this project. And I would have hoped that whoever the corporation sent to... Assign responsibility would have been a little more informed. MD
6: has hundreds of black site projects around the galaxy. They're black site for a reason. Like every piece of information the corporation deals out, you get it when you need it. I don't need to know the background of this place or the specifics of your research to form an opinion on your results. Almost a year of your life on this project, and you still have no clue what it is you're trying to open. Oh, now, wait. Just a minute. I wonder, Eva, if your research progress is more than just slow. I wonder if it's intentionally slow. I'm sorry? You were offered this position once, project director, and you turned it down. Two months later, you lobbied to be included again. Now, why was that? Was it because of your daughter?
1: What did you just say?
6: I wonder if you took this job because down here there's nothing to remind you of home. I wonder if the thing that scares you most about this place is having to leave it.
1: Is this a performance review or a psyche eval?
6: It's whatever I want it to be, Eva. Right now I'm trying to decide whether or not to pull you off entirely. Pull you off and send you home.
1: You don't have the authority.
6: I don't, you're right. But the executive board does. And they want my opinion to make their decision. <sighs> look... <clears throat>
1: All right, look, figuring things out like that out there it 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 doesn't happen overnight and and there's there's been progress we have figured out a lot
6: you mean the signal which apparently drives people crazy
1: no wait that's not true it's harmless it's just a looping carrier waveform did dr
6: edgars think it was harmless
1: Edgar's lost his shit down here, like pretty much everyone else does eventually.
6: Dr. Edgar's tried to blow up this base so as to stop what was happening here. A galactically respected scientist, and your explanation is he lost it?
1: You look out there. Look. Human beings aren't supposed to be down here. You said it yourself. We might as well have been dropped on the moon. It takes a toll. It gets to everyone.
6: Edgar said he heard voices in the signal.
1: That's... just him losing it.
6: Three other science staff said the same thing. Voices in the signal, hundreds of them. Are they losing it too?
1: It's just the power of suggestion. Stories like Edgars, they take a life of their own, especially in a place like
6: this, where... Edgar said to the interviewer he was convinced that the thing out there wasn't a vault at all. Yeah, I know what he thought. Dr. Edgars didn't think it was designed to keep things out. I He know thought what it he was thought. designed to keep something in. That's someone cracking under pressure. You have no clue what that thing is, or what's inside it, or what happens when it's open. You
1: can't possibly believe, Edgars.
6: Do you know what the internal security division does, Eva? We deal with things when they get out of hand. I am very good at it, and I've been from one end of this galaxy to the other doing it. The things I've seen, the kinds of projects this corporation engages in, the Pandora's boxes they've opened, I know the kind of darkness Mas Dorian's capable of finding. I've shut it back in the box over and over again, and the only reason I keep doing it is because right now, I still believe the good the corporation does outweighs the horror. So if you ask me whether or not I could believe the ghost stories of an unhinged, triple PhD holding research scientist who tried to blow up his own project to stop it from succeeding, the answer is... I could.
1: Ask Edgars. Ask him, he's on the surface now, he'll have recovered, he'll tell you, he'll, he'll tell you it was just this place, it got to him and he lost it. That's what he'll say.
6: I would very much like to ask him about his experiences here, Dr. Graf. but I can't. Why not? Because he hanged himself in his cell last night. What? Dr. Edgars is dead, <laughs> and what worries me more than anything is that you're hearing voices too?
1: No. 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 I your medical didn't
6: officer, e- Dr. Clayton, put it in your chart. You said you were hearing voices, and you were hearing them way before Dr. Edgar's did.
1: Once. I said I heard it. Once.
6: I was wrong. Dr. Clayton also says you're not sleeping. That's an exaggeration. She says you're losing your grip. Says your team has reported you erratic. That you give the same orders multiple That's times. That's not fair. She put the same exact things in Dr. Edgar's I'm file. Not Dr. Edgar. She said he couldn't sleep either. At the end, <sighs> she said he roamed the halls all night. She said his eyes were bloodshot. She I said I can't go home.
1: Please. I, I can't go back. Being down here, this, this work, it's all, it's, you're right, okay, I don't sleep, I don't sleep, and when I do, I hear her, and then it, it's, it starts all over again.
6: I'm sorry I pushed you like that, Dr. Graff. But I had to see for myself, your state. I think it's a good thing I did.
1: What does that mean?
6: It means you need to go back to your quarters and start packing your things and get ready to return to the surface. No. That will be all, Dr. Kraft. No, please. I know how your daughter died, but the truth is they don't care about any of that. All they care about is results and you haven't had enough. Blaine. Go home, Dr. Graff. There's nothing here for you but pain. What do you know about pain? I've had my share.
1: Mac, um... Call Angela.
2: Of course, Dr. Graff. Calling Angela Graff.
3: Hey, this is Angela. Leave me a message and I'll... mech disconnect. Consider calling- call to Angela Graff.
2: Disconnected. Dr. Graff, you seem agitated.
1: You think so, Mac?
2: Is there anything I can do to help?
1: I don't know. Can you roll back time?
2: I'm afraid I do not have that ability, Dr. Graff.
4: Chamomile tea has been shown to have a relaxing effect in times of stress. Would you like me to make
2: you a cup?
1: (laughs) How about a whiskey, Mac?
2: alcohol is restricted on Fathom base to weekends only.
1: Oh, you can't make an exception for an old friend.
2: I'm afraid not, Dr. Graf.
1: Thanks anyway, Mac.
2: As a reminder, you still have one unheard voicemail.
1: Yeah. Who's it from?
4: The voicemail is from Dr. Richard Eggers. Yes, Dr. Richard Edgars. The message was received 11 hours ago.
1: Play it.
7: Plain message from Dr. Richard Edgars. They gave me one phone call, Eva. I used it for you. Flattered. I won't be here tomorrow. Maybe you'll hear. Maybe you won't, doesn't matter. I hoped when they pulled me out of that place and back into the sun, the one solace I'd have is that I wouldn't hear them anymore. But I still do. From their way inside my head, they're all I hear, Eva. When I close my eyes, they're all I hear. I haven't slept in a month. How are you sleeping, Eva? I've decided... I don't care anymore. I've decided... I want it open. Open and for everything in there to just... crawl out. You deserve it. You more than anyone. So you're the one I'll tell. Tell what I already figured out, what I kept from everyone. It's actually very simple. I won't just give it to you though. I want you to make your choice. I want you to look back and know that it was you that caused it. So. Sympathies, but uh, we both know better.
1: Mac, I'm here, Dr. Graff. Delete this message.
4: Are you certain, Dr. Graff?
1: Yes. Delete it now, and scrub it. No backups.
4: Message from Dr. Edgar's permanently deleted. All
1: right, Mac. Play the vault signal live broadcast. Mac, I want to know the timing of the signal. How long is it? Is it the same length every time? And does the length of time vary in between each broadcast? The signal
4: is exactly 10 seconds long and is the same length every broadcast. The time in between each broadcast is exactly 2 seconds.
1: When you say exactly, you mean with what specificity?
4: Down to the millisecond, Dr. Graf. It is exact.
1: Nak, put up the signal equation on monitor 3, please. Nak, I'd like to try solving the equation with y equals 10 and x equals 2.
4: Confirming variable input y equals 10 and x equals 2. Now hit it. The equation does not resolve with y equals 10 and x equals 2.
1: Mac, try X equals 10, and Y equals 2.
4: The equation resolves with the following result. 11, zero decimals.
1: Exactly 11.
4: Yes, Dr. Graf. 11, zero decimals.
1: The frequency of the vault signal. It's 11 hertz.
4: That is correct, Dr. Graf. The same number as the resolved equation.
1: The lock and the key. I can't believe it's simple, Lickers. I can't. (laughs) Mac, turn off the vault signal. Mac, get me Freeman.
5: I can't help you, Eva. You did this to yourself.
1: Joe, I figured I it out. I tried
5: explaining how serious this was, but you wouldn't listen. I'm in the same boat This Blaine guys recommending I figured guys to figured it
1: repl- out, Joe.
5: Figured out what?
1: The vault. Uh, It's a long story, but I, I figured it out. I can open it. I can give them what they want. We can give them what they want. We? Yes. Together. All I need is access to the relay. Local access. With it disconnected from the labs, it's the only way. You want to take a suit and make
5: a floor walk to the relay. Use the controls locally.
1: Not me, Joe.
5: Oh, now I get it. You want me to do it? You want me to go around an ISD mandate with an agent on deck? I hate to break it to you, but it won't just be me they throw in prison. It'll be both they of
1: won't. us. They won't, because it will work this time. I know it. We we can both come out of this on top. We, we can both stay. We won't have to go back. We can stay. stay.
5: The hell does that matter?
1: It, it, it doesn't. Uh, um, the point is, if we do this, We don't just go back to how it was. We'll close out a major project milestone. There will be bonuses, there will be promotions, MD rewards ambition. It it rewards it above everything. We can turn this whole thing around. Joe, it will work. Joe. Joe, Mac, get me Freeman back. Mac?
3: Mac, what's? Mac? Eva, Sarah, what the hell? And, and Eddie, the supports just collapsed. The whole platform's gone oh, down. Oh God! The I entire
2: structure is buckling!
3: I can't raise Mac. He's Eva, hold on <gasps> to
2: <laughs>
1: this is Dr. Graf. Does anyone copy? <laughs> This is Dr. Ava Graf. (laughs) There was a hull breach in the Western dorms. The water flushed me into the dive from airlock. I I vented it. I'm alive. Does does anyone copy? (laughs) Dr. Clayton. Commander Freeman. Do you copy? Does anyone...
4: the prequel to the podcast Derelict by Night Rocket Productions. It is created, written, directed, and edited by J. Barton Mitchell, and produced by Kirsten Rudberg and Thomas Barker. Episode 1, In the Darkness We See, stars Elizabeth Laidlaw as Eva Graff, Michael Mao as Blaine, Eli Goodman as Joe Freeman, Danny Payne as Sarah Clayton, and Mac as as himself the podcast features additional sound design by music radio creative and music by ryan talbert luke atencio and davis harwell the producers wish to thank flashpoint chicago a campus of columbia college hollywood especially john petrosky and bill bacon for their invaluable support in the creation of this podcast they also wish to thank robert and russell summers of grand scheme productions without whose effort this story would not be as good as it is lastly fathom and derelict rely on the support of listeners like you find out how you can help us continue the story by visiting derelictpodcast.com and fathompodcast.net and as always more than anything thank you for listening this story will continue